0: You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi, I hope you're having a great working week. Now, When you think about employment rights, you tend to think that your employment rights only start on the day you start work. But if you think this, you would be wrong. Now, you may not know it, but your employment rights start even before you begin working for your employer. In fact, your employment rights begin as soon as a prospective employer Decides to place an advert to recruit a member of staff. So, this week we're going to look at the employment rights you have before you start work. Now, what you need to know is that once your employer enters into a recruitment and selection process, the Equality Act 2010 places a legal duty on your prospective employer that the employer will act with fairness and transparency and treat all candidates equally throughout the recruitment and selection process to ensure the best person for the job is recruited. So what does that mean in terms of your employment rights? Well, it means that as soon as your prospective employer places that job advert You have two situations where you have employment rights that the employer must have regard for. Not may, but must. The employer must have regard for these two rights because the principles under the Equality Act kick in, which means that the whole of the recruitment and selection process, which the employer is going to use, must not discriminate in any way against people who belong to a protected characteristic group. Protected what, you might say? Now, what protected characteristics means within the Equality Act is that it is against the law for an employer to apply any form of bias or discrimination during the recruitment and selection process, towards any group or characteristic that is protected under the Equality Act. Now currently there are nine groups and characteristics that are protected under the Act and these are age, disability, gender reassignment and marriage, civil partnership, pregnancy and maternity, race, religion or belief, sex meaning gender and sexual orientation. So collectively, these groups and characteristics are called protected characteristics, and the Equality Act protects people identified under these protected characteristics from being treated with any form of discrimination or victimisation solely because of their protected characteristic, or For doing anything in relation to their protected characteristic. So, in terms of the recruitment and selection process, the employment relationship between you and the prospective employer, if you belong to a protected characteristic group, starts when the employer places a job advert into circulation. At that point, as soon as that advert goes live, it is illegal for that job advert to contain any information that would prevent someone who belongs to a protected characteristic group from applying for that job. So, for example, if you saw a job advert with a stipulated age limit or an advert which says that pregnant women need not apply or an advert that says this is a heterosexual company with Christian beliefs and if you don't, fit into our ethos, you need not apply, or indeed anything that suggests a restriction on people who belong to a protected characteristic group should not be applying for the job, then you are dealing with a potentially illegal advert and an employer who is breaking the law. This is the first of two situations where your employment rights and employment protections will kick in under the Equality Act. Now, in 2020, I don't expect to see adverts like this. But hey, never say never, right? Anything is possible in the times we're living in. So if you see an advert like this that has any tendency to discriminate against certain people who belong to a protected characteristic group, whether or not you're affected by the contents of the advert. You need to cut the advert out or take a copy or a screenshot of the advert and send a letter of complaint with the advert to the company. Now, I'll say a little bit more about what else you can do later on in the podcast. Now, a question that I'm often asked is whether there are times when discrimination can be legally applied to people who belong to a protected characteristic group. And the answer to the question is yes. The Equality Act does allow forms of discrimination to take place. But these are extreme exceptions and these exceptions are very tightly monitored within employment rights law. However, one of the areas where we see legal discrimination is in the area of age. Now, under the Equality Act, it is illegal to discriminate against anyone on the basis of age. But legally, under very tightly monitored conditions, there are some exceptional situations where the employer can force you to retire by law because your role or the job you do requires you to have certain levels of mental or physical abilities or particular jobs have an age limit for retirement set by law. An example of this can be seen in a debate that is currently going through parliament at the moment involving judges. It may surprise you to know that judges are forced to legally retire at the age of 70 and appeal court and supreme court judges at 75 And this legal retirement is governed by the Judicial Pensions and Retirement Act 1993. But there's a debate at the moment about increasing the age limit of ordinary judges by between two and five years or having no age limit at all for any judge. And some of the arguments being put forward are that by losing a lot of capable talent, experience and expertise. We're leaving the judicial system short of judges. How this one will end, we don't know, but we'll keep an eye on it as it makes its way through Parliament. And I'll update you when we get some news because changes to employment law are always important. It's also important to note that where laws exist that enforce a retirement age, the employer still has to follow a fair procedure for ending the employment relationship and still has to provide enough notice to affected workers to allow them to respond to the instruction to retire. Now, the second situation where you have employment rights protection under the Equality Act is where you submit an application form for consideration for a job. Now, whether you knew it or not the moment you submit that application form there's an established relationship between you and your prospective employer that being the case it is therefore unlawful for an employer prospective or otherwise to discriminate against anyone with a protected characteristic because the protection under the act is in place regardless of whether the employer employee relationship has been established by the person getting the job and starting to work for an employer instead that relationship is established from the moment the person submits the application form and therefore from the moment the employer gets that application form the person must be treated equally in all aspects of the recruitment and selection process. The areas of the recruitment and selection process which the employer must be mindful of in ensuring that everyone is treated equally are during the job application shortlisting, during the job interview and interview scoring process, and during the candidate selection process. At each of these points, the employer is expected to treat everyone the same and ensure everyone is given an equal chance to apply, compete and be selected for the job. And that includes the responsibility to make reasonable adjustments to ensure people with disabilities are able to fairly engage with the recruitment and selection process. Now, of course, the very fact that we have an Equalities Act which sets out these rights for workers and prospective workers, means that this does not happen. If it did, we wouldn't need a law to stop it from happening. I mean, just as an example, I can't tell you the number of times I've had to support women who feel they were immediately struck out of the running for a job when they were asked whether they had children or if the employer noticed they were pregnant. When I asked them why they felt this, some women said it was the questions they were asked during the interview, not just by men, but by other women. And sometimes it was just a feeling they had from the way the employer looked at them or responded to them after they'd answered a particular question. And this next one might shock you even more. But I've supported black workers who were telephoned after submitting their application, they believe, because someone wanted to be able to tell if they were black and rule them out of the selection process because they believed they had a name that sounded black. Now, the reason why both of these types of examples come up and continue to come up is because it's now illegal to ask for any protected characteristic information on the job application form, except for the section on the form that invites candidates with disabilities to request support and assistance to compete in all areas of the recruitment and selection process. I mean, I remember days when you used to see application forms and they used to have a little tear-off section which was supposed to be for diversity monitoring. And it would ask you your age, it would ask you your race. And even before that, I remember application forms that asked how many children you had. So now that these elements have been removed from application forms, other things are being used to try to eliminate workers who employers don't want to employ for whatever reason. And these kinds of activities are illegal under the Equality Act 2010. And that's why we have that act. So those two examples alone, which are very, very current, tell us alongside research that discrimination in recruitment and selection processes is very much a reality and continues to take place across all protected characteristic areas. And this is the reason why I'm discussing this now, because if you believe you've been discriminated against in a recruitment and selection process, you can make a complaint about this. If you don't get selected for a job interview or you feel you were treated unfairly during the selection or interview process or you were not selected for the job, and in any or all three of these circumstances, you think this is because you belong to a protected characteristic group, the first thing you should do is ask for feedback about why the employer decided not to invite you for interview or select you for the job. And you should make a complaint to a more senior person in the company or send your complaint to the company's HR department. You should put your complaint in writing and keep a copy of your complaint and your complaint should also contain a brief description of what happened, information about why you think what happened to you was discriminatory and what you want the company to do about the way you feel you were treated. If your complaint is ignored or you're not satisfied with the response you get from the employer you can consider taking your complaint to an employment tribunal. Bear in mind, however, that proving discrimination in recruitment and selection processes can be very, very difficult because even though you may feel something illegal happened during that recruitment and selection process, the employer can give a whole host of reasons for for the way the recruitment and selection process was conducted and why you weren't given an interview or why you were not the best candidate for the job. And all of these reasons can sound credible. So I think it's important that I say that. But what I'm not saying is that if you've been treated unfairly, you shouldn't challenge it. Challenge it, you must. So this week, I only wanted to focus on discrimination in the recruitment and selection process in a particular situation, which is before you even work for the company. In next week's podcast, we'll delve a little bit more into what you can do to challenge a decision not to employ you or to see you as the best candidate for the job when you're applying for another job in the same company. Now, don't forget, you can get your hands on a really great cheat sheet that gives you 15 tips that you can use to help you through a complaint you're making about unfair treatment at work. You can get that download at drasher.mykajabi.com forward slash one. That's D-R-A-S-H-E-R dot m y kajabi.com forward slash and then it's the number one. I'll also put a link to the cheat sheet at the end of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. So wherever you're listening to the podcast, all you need to do is to scroll to the end of the show notes and click the link to the download. Now, over the coming weeks, we'll discuss a range of employment rights and job related topics in the podcast. The aim of which will be to shed light on some of the answers people are looking for in these areas. So I hope you'll stay tuned to the podcast and even consider subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss a thing. You can also leave comments on our social media pages and we'll try to reply to you as soon as possible. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you here next week. Bye for now.